Everything's gonna be alright. I felt better just saying those words, Sister Johnson. It's like the devil try to challenge your body sometimes. Wake up in the morning, your arm aching, your shoulder aching, your knees aching, your back aching, but everything still gonna be alright. See, like, you know, you listen to the news, you hear all the problems in the world, somebody bombing this thing, and somebody burning up that thing, and somebody trying to shoot up somebody, but everything still gonna be alright. See, like, it was, like tomorrow's Monday, but still everything's gonna be alright. You just gotta believe. Why? Because Jesus told me. You may not feel 100%, but everything's still gonna be alright. Hallelujah. How many believe that everything's gonna be alright? See, I believe everything is going to be all right. When I retire, everything is going to be all right, Sister Johnson. <laughs> Even before I retire, it's going to be all right. Brother Walk going to be all right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may have your seats, praise God. It may not seem like the weather may be hot sometimes and cold the same day, but it's still going to be all right. Newsman don't know how to say it. Say they can say 10%. That means might as well not happen at all. Amen. 10% rain. Now you might as well say it's not going to rain. Amen. But whatever the weather is, it's still going to be all right. Sunshine or the cloudy skies, it might be a cloudy day. It's still going to be all right. Regardless of what you're going through in life, all the complaints you hear all the time from our co-workers, our family members, they come to you calling you on the telephone, I mean cell phone. <laughs> Complaining and talking about all the bad things going on. Like you, you just tell them it's going to be all right. I mean, I sound like kind of like, uh, who they say that you know, sugar, you're going to be all right. If you have your Bibles, you know, God, I asked God while I was over in the corner, I was praying. I said, Lord, tell us what you have us to know. What you have us to do. What you have us to become. Those three questions I used to say a whole lot in the past. And it came back to me just now. God, what is it you want me to know and the congregation to know? What is it that you want us to do? In other words, how do we respond to the information that you give. Then God, last of all, what do we become after knowing and doing? What do we become? We should become what? Kingdom people. Amen. In the sad old age we're living in now, we still have to become what God purposed for us to become. To give him glory and the praise. Many of you have done that already this morning. Give God some praise. Give God a hand praise right now. And then God wants us to give him some praise. Regardless of what you're going through, 
regardless of what size your check, you still give him the praise. I want to share a story with you about the contest, wood chopping contest. The woodsman was competing. And I'm going to help share this with you. He said, one man challenged another to an all-day wood chopping contest. All day, brother Walt. The challenger worked very hard, stopping only for a brief lunch break. The other man had a leisurely lunch and took several breaks during the day. So at the end of the day, the challenger was surprised and much annoyed to find that the other fellow had chopped substantially more wood than he had. He said, I don't get it. Every time I checked, you were taking a rest, taking a break, yet you chopped more wood than I did. But you didn't notice, said the winner. I was sharpening my axe when I sat down to rest. So we today are going to sharpen our tools today. On this Sunday, we call it a day of rest. Amen. We're going to sharpen our tools so we can be able to be sharp when we confront whatever thing needs to be chopped down. Amen. So he thought the man was just taking a break, but he was sharpening his tools. Amen. And we are here to stay sharp. Look at somebody say, stay sharp. Stay focused. And that's what we're here. God wants us to know that today. Amen. If you turn with me to Luke, the 13th chapter, verses 10 through 17, and show you the benefits of staying sharp. When you get there, say amen. It won't keep you long today. But the Bible said, well, two or three gather together in his name, he will be in the midst. And we know the house is not packed wall to wall in here, but God is in the midst. Amen. amen. He's still here. Amen. Some places will be packed wall to wall, and then they don't have any sense of God present there at all. They got the entertainment going on. They got all this stuff that you know, last for the moment. And once they walk out of the church, they don't remember anything the man said. He yeeing and a horn and everything you asked what he preached about, it can't remember a thing. But we want you to remember today, keep your, shoot, your, your tools sharpened. Verse 10, chapter 13 of St. Luke. St. Luke, I look at him as a physician, a doctor. And we're going to look at his scriptures as prescriptions. And what we you need to take these prescriptions and get it filled. Amen. Sometimes we get the subscriptions in the house and just let it sit on the counter. Amen. When I had to go to the med stop a couple of weeks ago, they told me I had to take all this medicine every day and don't skip a beat. All these horse pills I had to take. Amen. I took it, but it worked. Amen. Look at the look at the word in your lap and say it works. Verse 10, Sister Johnson, will you read for me? Pause right there. Sabbath. Now, they we were talking to you about what Luke wrote to the Jews. 
you may look around the room and say, well, I don't know you're a Jew or not. Amen. <laughs> but it was written to the Jews, and they had a customs, rituals, and traditions that they followed on the Sabbath. And Sabbath, if you look it up, is religious activities that it was a day of rest. It was set aside so you can perform your religious activities only. No work, for example. And it began on a Friday evening to Saturday evening. So thus we have some Christians observe the same rituals and routines. We go to church on Sunday now. Amen. And some do not. And they still say they're Christians. Amen. But they don't honor the Sabbath at all in no form or fashion. But we have grown now and learned through Bible study and Sunday school that we do not esteem one day higher than the other. I mean, some religions, they have services just on Saturday. We call them seventh day because it's the seventh day. Saturday is the seventh day. Seventh day Adventist. So they celebrate the Sabbath on the Saturday. And then when Jesus rose from the grave, said the saints, I'm going to be in a little history lesson now. Amen. A little bit off, off but it connected. Amen. The Sabbath started on what? Sunday. Which is some people don't realize they think Monday is the first day of the week. But Sunday is the first day of the week. Amen. Amen. And they started doing it after Jesus rose on the grave and they started to meet in the houses on the first day of the week. And that's in the Bible what I'm saying. Amen. You had to come to Sunday school and Bible study and I'll show you exactly what the scriptures are. Amen. So we are here on Sunday, the first day of the week. The first thing we're going to start our week off with the word of God. Amen. Go on, Sister John. I had to pause right there talking about the Sabbath. What happened back when the Jews in the first century now, this was written to the Jews in the first century, and we are part of this family now as well as born-again Christians. We are just like the Jews as well. Amen. But we're not the secular Jews. Now, like we were talking in Sunday school, you got some people are secular and some are religious. Amen. Go on. A woman. Yes. Yeah, read on. Amen. Pause for a second. We're going to read a few more verses after that. But now, just to bring in the context, we're reading about a woman. How the infirmity that caused her to be bent over. For how long? 18 years. That's a long time to suffer with an illness and couldn't stand up straight. Can I get an amen? Can you picture in your mind now you sitting there in the congregation. They was inside a synagogue. Uh, maybe in our words we use in the 20th century is church. Amen. In the church, and a woman's imagine walking in bent over. Some people may notice and some may ignore her. And some people that notice would ask the question, what caused her to be bent over? Now, think about it for 
18 long years she walked in the building. Seemed like she was faithful because the Jews were very structured in their beliefs. They had like eight major festivals that they had worked in, amen. And one of the festivals was come together on the day of Pentecost, and we celebrate too, similar to communion, amen. And we remember the Passover when Jesus would died on the cross for our sin, and the blood was the Passover symbol for us to be under the blood of Jesus, amen. But now the Jews, they celebrate this, but they didn't recognize Jesus as the one, as the Messiah. Some did, some did not. Can I get an amen? Read on, Sister Johnson. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. All right, pause there now. The woman was made straight. I'm going to go back to verse before that. 15. And what she do? What did she do? She glorified God. That's verse 13. That's what we need to do when we come to the assembly together to give God glory. Amen. For what he has done in our lives. You can, we used to have testimony service and give a praise report what God has done to give God the glory for what he has done. Even you can testify right now. Everybody here got a testimony. Kind of get an amen. You can give God glory for what he has done. He has blessed you to see, number one, a brand new day. Able you to walk. Able you to ride and get out your car and walk in the building. That some people went home last night, couldn't get up this morning. But we got something to give God glory for. She gave God the glory, glory for what he has done because she was bent over 18 long years. That's a long time to suffer. But the ruler, the pastor, the leader of the synagogue answered with what? Anger. Go on. He's getting an attitude now because what God has done. Sometimes people get upset because they see you being blessed. And you know some folks don't like you just say you got favor. <laughs> you, ever, you ever tell somebody that God favored me? They, they, they get mad then. Because God done gave you favor in a certain situation. And you say, but God gave you favor. And then they get angry. Just like this man did. He got an attitude. Read on, Sister Johnson. Okay, now, just going to throw a point right here. And he said unto the people. Now, the people that were rejoicing with the lady. Now, some people didn't sit there like a knot on the law, didn't do anything. You know, some people sit in church like a knot on the law, just sitting here. Like they got a little grip on the lip, won't say anything. The lady thought to give God glory, and they started glorifying God with her. But then the, the leader of the church got an attitude, cop the attitude. He got mad and started rebuking the people. Now, some people don't want you to say amen. I want you to say amen. Say amen. amen. I want you to talk back to me and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm not going to rebuke you for what, saying something in the church. Some church, you say something, they look back at you real funny. What you talking about? Amen. And dude, the man got an attitude, got angry with the people. What did he say, Sister Johnson? Mm-hmm. And the words that he was saying to the people, and included in that people was Jesus. He called himself being smart. He said, he said to the people, but Jesus was in the room with them, amen. 
So he called himself going to rebuke Jesus. Amen. Look at somebody said, don't rebuke the Lord now. He has the last say. When people say what they want to say, Jesus got the last say. So when the doctor say what he want to say, Jesus got the last say. So when the judge say what he want to say, Jesus, look at somebody and say, Jesus got the last say. What, now what happened? What did the Lord say? The Lord didn't answer. What? No, he did. <laughs> I'm saying yes, he did. <laughs> That's an old phrase. Calling man a name, Sister Sammy. Call him what? Oh, I wonder why. Well, let's find out. Read on. Doth not each one of you talk of himself, loose his ox, mm -hmm. or his ass mm -hmm. from the stall, and lead him away to water? See, Jesus spoke the way he spoke. He spoke in the plural with people as well. So he was talking to the man, the leader, and the rest of the congregation in his, his amen corner. You know, you're going to have a, a clique in there that believe what the leader says in the church. They're just going to go along with the leader. Like some politician, whatever the leader said, they they right there with it. We're going to bomb Iran. But yeah, go, let's go ahead and get it. They, they <laughs> they're right behind the man. I don't care what he said. They and Jesus talking to the the man, the leader, and to the congregation, those followers of his. Read on. Call not this woman, mm. being the daughter of Abraham, mm -hmm. whom Satan has bound. Go, do Satan even now, be loosed from his bonds on the Sabbath day. So Jesus said, look at these two distinctions. Point number one, you're looking at a minor thing, your animals, you lose them on a Sabbath day, your animals, you know, your little pets. And you take them and get water on a Sabbath day, which is a minor thing. Now, the animal rights folks think it's major. Now, I know they do. They, they, they were kind of animal rights folks right there. Amen. Because they said, now, I'm going to feed my animals on a Sunday or uh, Saturday, whatever the Sabbath day is to you. But this major thing of healing a woman for have been bound for 18 years, you think that is wrong. Amen. See the comparison now. Minor thing versus what is major, and the Lord trying to show sometimes we look at minor things and major things, we don't know how to distinguish between the two. Read on. So the people finally got the picture. You compare and he comp gave them an illustration. You you loosening the untying the animals, but you don't want this woman to be untied. In other words, the woman was bound by this spirit for 18 long years. She was bound by it. But look at the neighbors say, I refuse to be bound. Some people are bound right now in, in, in places and don't realize they are bound, but they need to be loose, need to be set free. Some people are bound by mental conditions, stress, bound down, but you need to be loose. The Lord, free me. Set me free, O oh Lord. He'll loose you from whatever condition that you are facing each and every day. But God, because God has the power to set you free, Amen. 
And then I look at the gender factor that the, it was a woman that he said, thou art loose. And a lot, a lot of times women are bound because of their gender. Don't want to don't want to pay the woman the same wage as the man. But the devil is a lie. Amen. Amen. I see now they creating games with monopoly name got addition just for the women. Amen. With a woman, you know, in the Monopoly game they had where you can get. I, don't, I never, I've been a long time since I played Monopoly, but they, you, they give out money, right? And prizes and houses and stuff. You know that in that old game that the women got paid less than the men. It wasn't that way. They got paid the same. But they said now they had made an increase where some women can become higher position in the game. I never played it. What the news reporter made it wrong. Amen. understand the game but they said they got one edition a new edition now amen i'm gonna have to look at it up patrick patrick you got to give me some help on that <laughs> but the, the anger of the leaders is dressed by jesus to and to the crowd and addressed indirectly at jesus he called himself throwing off of jesus because of what jesus had done on the sabbath because they had they celebrated and they thought that only certain events things should be done on the sabbath day they had celebrations, they had uh, recognitions and honors, and they, they practiced their, their laws. It was more like a law. And living under the law, the Jews had the religion called Judaism, which they followed the five, first five books of the Bible. But they didn't want to recognize the gospel that Jesus was preaching. Even though the gospel came to them in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and the Acts of the Apostles, they still were stuck in Judaism, which was the first century uh, religion at that time. And believe it or not, it still exists in the 20th century today. Amen. So today we want to realize that you do not have to be bound by man customs and traditions. You do not have to worry about getting a man to come walk through your house on New Year's Day. Amen. Why does it have to be a man anyway? See, that's, that's another thing. Amen. They told me, if you get a man, you better make sure he's got a good standing in the community. Amen. You want to bring a bomb in your house. Amen. But it, they got these different customs that we follow in tradition, just like the Jews. Some of us doing the same practice and custom as well. Like, don't believe in walking on a ladder and all that. You break a mirror, they're going to be, what, superstitious about things. They were superstitious about Jesus healing on a Sunday, on a Sabbath. What a shame. But don't we, But the main point I want to leave with you today is God's still in control. He wants you to know that he's in control, and he has the last say-so. That's what God wants you to know, that Jesus has the last say the leader may say one thing, but what the Lord say? The doctor may say bad news, but what the Lord say? Your employer may say the last thing, but what God say? Because when one door closes, another door open, brother May. Amen. When door shut down, God said, well, I got the last say. Because I have sovereign. I'm sovereign. And I, I bless who I want to bless. Amen. And so he blessed this woman, and even though it, didn't, it went against the leadership in that church, on that synagogue, but God said, I bless 
because I am sovereign. I'm a sovereign God. I'm just. I am a just God. And he will bless you. Look at somebody say, bless me, Lord. Regardless of what man say, he'll bless you. Because he has the power to bless you. You All you got to do is furnish the faith and belief. And God will open doors for you that no man can close. Can I get an amen? God, he'll heal your body regardless of what the doctor said. He will heal you. Regardless of what the doctor's on your doctor report, and he give you a, do the lab work and the come back, and it may not be like what you want. The numbers may not look right, but God still had the last say. Can I get an amen? amen? May get a report card back, but God has the last say. I'm so glad I trust in God one day. I was in the church, but the church wasn't in me. Amen. I was just going doing the rituals and the routine. Amen. Going up and then praying, I'm marking my daddy, and man, he would go, he, I was following his footsteps. He'd get up there and pray. He'd shake hands with the deacon and fall down and pray for about 30 minutes. I tried to outdo him. I want to pray for 40 minutes. <laughs> but I've been delivered. Amen. <laughs> I was faithful in doing what I saw my daddy did. I'm glad I did go to church once a month. Amen. Y'all think I'm making up this? It's for real. Went to church once a month on third Sunday. We were there for Sunday school faithfully. I did it then in ignorance and the ritual and the routine, but I, I followed my models at that time. Now, today, I want to be a model for you. I've come to Sunday school. In a sense, I'm saying, come to Sunday school and I don't go. In a sense, I'm saying, come to Bible study. I be in Bible study. Last week, I was so tired, but I came on here anyway. My eyes all fuzzed and everything. Amen. But I came on anyway because I'm trying to set an example, amen. I want to be a model for somebody. In other words, I want to be like some of these leaders back in the synagogues, amen, tell you to do what they say. But, they, but Jesus called them hypocrites. Do what I say, but don't do like I do. And a lot of people say, do like I say, but don't do like I do. In other words, I, I, I'm going to feed my dogs and cats. But I can't let that man come here healing this woman. That's a hypocrite. Amen. But we don't want to be hypocritical. Amen. Amen. I know we don't have hypocrites around here. Amen. But they are in, in existence in the world today. Amen. They do. They say one thing and do another. They tell you you're going to fast for a whole month. And next thing you know, you catching cramps falling out. Sister Lucas reminded me my mother-in-law, she's gone on now, and my sister-in-law, Anne, they laughed at me real hard every time they see me, amen. A lot of y'all don't know, but we had, we had a mandate to fast. I come from church that fast, and that means turn your food down, turn your plate down, don't eat, don't drink, amen. And I'm being faithful, not eating, not drinking, Sister Tim. I'm losing weight and everything. Y'all laughing for <laughs> We had strict structure, amen. I got, I got the wild fat and so brother walk. I was going down the steps in the house, caught a cramp. On one side, back leg, then the next thing you know, the other leg caught a cramp. I'm falling down the step, brother Solomon. Deacon Harris, amen. I'm falling down the step with two cramps. 
I was suffering, amen, but I was trying to do the right thing, amen. amen. But I found out later, people are telling me in this fast, they were eating. I wonder why they hadn't looked like they was perishing or anything. I would look like I was perishing at death. But they, they over at their house eating collard greens and butter beans and black eyed peas and cornbread and drinking sweet tea. All I had to do, all I was doing, I was being faithful and not just look at it and couldn't touch. I'm telling the truth in that right, Sister Johnson. Being faithful. That's all God wants us to do is be faithful. But God still blessed me in that. Amen. So if we call a fast, if, if we, the leadership say we're going to fast for maybe one day, I believe it or not, even though I'm older now, I will participate. Amen. I don't believe in saying give somebody an instruction and don't follow the instruction. You got to eat your own cooking. Amen. Sometimes people cook stuff that they don't high taste. I don't know. I didn't taste it. But you cooked it. You telling me to eat something you didn't even taste. In other words, I'm using a metaphor for the word of God. The word of God is for everybody that preparing and delivering and feed you the word. They got to eat it too. Amen. You tell your children to read, don't let them see you reading sometime. You tell your children to pray, let them see you praying sometime. You got to model for them. Don't just do like I say, and but don't do like I. Amen. So don't be angry when God bless somebody else. Like this folks got, this leader got indignant, angry, because the woman was healed after 18 long years of suffering. And Jesus declared, woman, thou art loose. We ought to rejoice when we see God blessing others. Because certainly we want God to bless you. Everybody stand. Keep our tools sharp. When others are resting, relaxing, stay in the word of God. That's that little illustration all about. Stay in the word. Stay sharp. For the word is sharper than a two-edged sword. When the devil going to come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you got yourself sharp. You can cut him down. Amen. Every head bow. Father God, we thank you for this word today. You told us what you want us to know. What you want us to do, you want, to be, you want to have us to become. God, we want to become a citizen of your kingdom. And go back when you come on the cloud, when that trumpet sound. God, we want to be the one that board that cloud and be with you, oh God. God, I ask you to look on the hearts of your people here today. You know everything that they're standing in need. You know what their heart desires are. God, I ask you to grant it unto them right now. Bless every man woman, boy, and girl in this room right now. And God, we pray for those that are not here, that you look down upon them wherever they are right now in this hour. God, let breathe a fresh wind on them right now. They feel the coolness and the heat. And they know that we were praying for them at that time. Breathe a fresh wind on them, oh God. In the name of Jesus. And God, those not saved, God, after you save them, so because we know your word declares that it cannot come except your spirit draw them. Go ahead to draw them right now. 
in these last and evil days that we're living in right now, oh God. And God, you make us stronger. Take us higher. Make us strong so we can contend with the things that we have been we have to confront with each day. Bless every home that's represented here in the house. God, bless those girls in the house and little boys in the home, oh God. Bless them with something to live for. Give them hope and desires to achieve in these last days we're living in. God bless every man, woman, those that are married and those that are single. Ask you to strengthen them, oh God. Keep them single mothers strong, oh God. And caretakers that are looking after those that are sick. Strengthen them as well. And let them not to know not to be weary in well-doing. In other words, doing good. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Everyone say amen. Give God a hand for Thank you.